and scared. Maybe even today some of you are going through this kind of issues, but maybe it's different. Maybe it's different to Mary's, Martha's issues. Maybe it's different to the issues that were faced by Jesus' disciples, but maybe you still have similar issues going on. And they scream the same thing. Do you still hear me? Do you still care about me? No, there's no one that can understand me. Because in that quietness, maybe you're in your room and you feel lonely. You feel all alone. There's no friend that you can talk to about your issue. You can't tell anyone what's going on. There's an issue going on, you just have to keep it to yourself. And that's why you feel really like, just so exhausted and tired. There's no one that cares. And I want to let you know that today that you feel the same thing. In 1 Peter, it says, you need to hand over, hand over all your worries because He cares for you. By casting all your cares on Him because He cares for you. If there's no one that there's not it's not possible that no one cares for you because Jesus came to the earth to die for you. Even if there's no one that understands you, even if you tell them they don't understand it. And maybe they blame you. But you need to believe that Jesus was born here and he totally understands what it's like for us. If there's complaints that we have but people don't understand but it's going to be Jesus will understand he cares for you hallelujah we need to just hand over all our worries to him we need to hand over all our problems to him him. to the one that came from heaven was willing to come from heaven and give his life on the cross for us the one who cares cares for us from the tiniest problems to the biggest problems. We need to give over all the worries and our fears and our loneliness in our heart to the one who's already given his life for you and me. We need to give over, we shouldn't give over our issues to the wrong people, but we need to give it to, to God who's willing to live for, die for us. Jesus cares for you. And because of that, in the moments where we experience pressure situations, and the, the moments where Joseph, he got to the really critical point where he wanted to divorce Mary quietly, this shows that Jesus, he even got to a, a climactic moment. And and then there were thoughts that come out that he wanted to divorce his wife quietly, but you know, it must have been such a struggle. He would have thought thousands of times over to, to make this kind of a decision. But when he thought, alright, that's it, I'm going to divorce Mary quietly. And when that happened, the angel of the Lord spoke to him in a dream. Sometimes in those struggles, I was like, well, you know, what? issues to quickly finish. We often pray, but it seems like God's just not answering. 
we pray, we ask that God gives us something that that we want, that we expect. But sometimes I find what happens is the opposite of that. We have such huge struggles. We go through periods of when we come together with the Lord, we come in our own life, maybe we will pray, praying and fasting, and we're reading the Lord, and we're looking for the answer from God, but the answer just hasn't come yet, it seems. And then it comes to one moment, when we get to a climax in that problem, and then God finally talks. And then, sometimes the Lord lets us go through a process, and I'm thankful that often God does us go through a process, which isn't instant. I feel we want a process which is really instant. And pray for a life partner, and then we get give us a life partner straight away. Oh, we're so happy! And really want to work, and oh, straight away gives a work. And and the wage is like twice as much as the one we got before. We want everything to be instant. Oh, we're so happy we get things like instant. Yeah, everything we want is instant. It's all instant. <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm thankful. That God doesn't always give us things that are instant. He gives us a process, that long process. The process of struggling. The process of going up and down. Rising and falling. Even sometimes our eyes are just totally dry. And even like when things have run out and he hasn't he hasn't come in yet. But right in that critical moment, that critical point, he's never late. He's, it seems like he's late, but actually he's never been late. He always comes right on the time. When those critical moments come in our lives. So you might you might tell them off, you might be angry, but you need to know that God's never late. Sometimes you're shaking, you're trembling. You still going through a, a struggle that's up and down, your faith is being challenged. You feel like you continue to go through a trial, but you need to believe that that process is going underway. So that God can show how much He cares for you and me. Amen? He wants to show you how much He cares for us first. So that we don't just love anyone, any old kids. So we, um. We want to be like artificial children. There's that verse that says, Suffering is good for me. So I can learn his statutes. If we always have an idea that when we have anything to be instant, we never learn the essence of living together with God, the essence of being together with God. We don't understand that. Because of what? Instant. It always has to be instant. 
we're sick, we're praying. Oh, straight away we get healed. There's an Indonesian saying, easy come, easy go. Something comes easy and it goes easy as well. In God's eyes, the process is a very important thing. In our eyes, the result is the most important thing. Is that right? We don't want the process. We want the, we want the result. We want the end result. You know, oh, the most important thing is just getting money. But the Lord wants us so that we can, that the process of giving the money is like, how is that, how is that process? It's really important. Why? Because the end result is never going to change our character. But the process is what's going to change our character. Okay. Have a look. A children get spoiled. 80% the statistics say that 80% of those children that get spoiled, they're not going to become a real person. Even when they get married, they say, they still don't have, they can't make decisions. Even when they get together as husband and wife, they still call them mom, call them dad. They don't have a funny spirit. And living this life is a life that's full of struggle. Even if you're a Christian that loves the Lord, and you're not even a person that believes in Jesus, if going through a full life is full of struggles. Even when there's lots of fires going on in the company, you go through the same thing. Life is full of struggles. And then we go through this process of life thinking, oh, it's all instant. But I'm really thankful that we have a love that educates us and disciplines us. Sometimes we try to make the process easy. We forget the Lord is working in this process. God is concerned about this process more than the end result. Amen? God can do whatever He wants and make us rich straight away. He can just do it straight away. Is He going to? Is He going to be uh, teaching us how to love Him? Not necessarily, because that needs a process. When you face long processes like this, that's where God has He hopes that our character will change. Our character will grow, and our character will become more like Jesus. I know a lot of Christians that have gone through a lot of issues and they're seeing God working in this process. But often the sad thing is that their character hasn't changed. And unfortunately, their mental hasn't, mentally they haven't grown. And sometimes often they just live with complaints and just it's not satisfying. We need to believe that God is one that will still make us live, not in an artificial way, but he, uh, he was a God who's responsible. He's never spoiled us, but He loves us. Amen? It's different, you know? If you spoil, it doesn't mean you necessarily love them, but if you love your child, you never spoil your child. You think spoiling your kid is good? No. Spoiling is not good, because God has never spoiled us. He teaches us. He helps us to become mature. 
He grows our character. Mm. Every day, it's just more like Jesus. He wants us to be more and more mature. And even when things get more and more heavy in life and difficult, actually, He's just trialing us. He's helping us. He's training us to make us stronger in Him, in Himself. Who here is saying, I often ask the gym. I know almost goes to the gym, but I've already gone back to Indonesia. If you do, if you lift weights, you start with 100 kilos, you can you can break all your muscles. Everything can tear up. How much would you start? You start with 5 kilos. And then after, and after your muscles get trained a bit, you get heavier. And then you, you put on more weights. Yeah, maybe you rise up to like 20 kilos. And then after all, you can't even feel like you go up to like 50 kilos. And I believe that God is a God who's training us not in just muscles, but training us in our spiritual life. This life is full of issues and problems. It's so important to be training us and helping us spiritual life to really grow. We don't we want everything to be really light and easy. We don't want it to be heavy. We want everything to be really light. But you need to know that there's never been there's never been anything like that. When I was in year one in mathematics, we learned that one plus one is two. In year six, you can't hope for the same maths. It's going to be different. Even though it's the same subject, it's maths. But what's studied is very different. When I studied, when I studied civil engineering, we did mathematics as well. But it's even more harder compared to year six in primary school. So maybe the issue will continue to go, like will repeat itself. Maybe it's like keep loving, keep forgiving. But the type of issue, maybe it's different, like the heaviness of it might be different. You can't hope that your issues are just going to get easier and easier. No. You can't dream about that. Even to the time when you die, it's not going to get easier, it's going to get higher. Who, who believes? The issue is the same, but the type of issue is going to be very different. When you want to buy a new car, the maintenance is going to be easy maintenance, but the maintenance isn't too much. Why is that? Because the car is new. But after your car has been around for 20 years, the maintenance is going to be very different. I believe that the, the longer we've been a Christian, the greater the issues are that God lets happen in our lives. The longer you're married, the heaviness of the issues that we go through are going to be bigger. Amen? Often those who are married, they don't grow. 
been in there for 20 years, I think. Right, I think about, about maintenance entirety of being married for just five years. We're mature, but the older that we get. He wants to give us an even heavier process. Because he wants us to be even stronger in him. To understand even more that he's care for us or her. He cares for us. Whatever our issues are. He wants it so that we understand that he cares for you and me. No matter what our problems are. So today, if he's letting you go through some sort of an issue, maybe it's a heavy issue, don't complain. But take advantage of the process of that problem that you're going through for, the, for your character growth. You can't form a character in just one night. To, to build a character, you need years and years. To become someone who's patient, you're going to be trained by the Lord to meet people who are really annoying. From starting people who are a little bit annoying. And then it's going to go up to those who are more and more annoying. And then you're going to be meeting meet people who are even more and more annoying. It doesn't mean that you're being left by God, no. But we're going to continue going through those kind of issues. So he wants to show that he cares for you and me. Amen? He cares for you and me. He's never going to leave us. No matter how deep, no matter how big the issues are, he's never going to leave us. In 1 Corinthians it says that the trials that you undergo and just normal trials, which will never be more than you can handle. Because God is faithful. And when you go through these issues, He will give you a way out so that you'll be strong enough to get out of them. So whatever your issues are that you're going through today, for the Lord, these are just the normal things. Amen? I want to teach about this principle. How many of us often feel that we are treated like a little child by our parents? There's lots of children that complain to me. They say, oh, uncle, my parents treat me just like a little child. But even though I'm, I'm already an adult, and, but I experienced, I was treated like a child by my mom. If you eat fish, there's got this, like, it's got the bones in it. And my mom would always take the bones out. She just give me the food and I just, I just need to eat it like, mmm, being yummy. Even up to right today, I have four children with one mom before I go back to Indonesia. And she still takes the bones out. And when I saw that, I laughed in my heart. Why? Because my mom still sees me as a small child. And the older she gets, the older she gets. But when the parents see their children, they just see them as a child. Nothing different. We get older, they get older. But what are we seeing them? It's not different. The love is the same, the attention is the same, the treatment is the same. 
And that's the sign that God is with us. And the longer we grow, the more we grow spiritually, He still sees us as His child. And He still treats us as His child. And it's not like if we get older and more spiritually mature, it doesn't mean He treats us differently or sees us as something else. He still sees us as child and loves us. And He intentionally gives us these issues to go through. But even though the weight of those issues goes up, He's always there to, to accompany us, to be there with us. Love of the father, the love of the parents is not gonna not gonna leave their children. If there's a parent that cares for their children, then to be thankful that yeah, it shows the love of, the, of God for the children. going to see you the same way that you're their child. Your friends are going to say, oh, I'm not going to care about you anymore. No. Yeah, the love of the father or the mother is never going to change. They're going to continue to love their children. That's the same with God. No matter how big your issues are that you're going through, God continues to care for you and love you. God wants us to go through this process because it can make us more mature. It can make us more mature in our character, in our attitude, in our facing issues, in our, in our paradigm, in the way that we view issues. So He wants to make our lives more perfect. In the world, it talks about having our, our souls, spirit, and mind being fully perfect when Jesus comes again. So not just becoming mature physically or mentally, but also our spiritual life. There's a lot of people who are physical people, people who are physically mature, but spiritually they're not. Are we willing to be shaped and molded by the Lord through those issues in our life? I'm really thankful that when Joseph got to that really climactic point, when he thought, I'm going to divorce Mary quietly because he wasn't brave enough to, to think about, oh, what would that disgrace look like in their lives? But in the exact moment of that climactic moment, God came to him in, the, in an angel, in a dream, and said, Joseph, don't be afraid. This is an amazing statement. And when that angel came to Mary and told her that she would be having a baby that came from the Holy Spirit, the angel also said, don't be afraid. And today, this news of don't being afraid it hasn't changed. 
because being together with God makes this command of not being afraid makes it the same, makes it makes it last forever. Whatever the issues are in our life, you need to know that if you're together with God, this news is the same, it hasn't changed. Don't be afraid. Whatever it is you're going through, don't be afraid. If you're going through a sickness or illness, God says, don't be afraid. If you're going through household issues, the Lord says, don't be afraid. If, the Lord, if you're going through future issues about your future, the Lord says, don't be afraid. Because He cares. He cares for you and me. He cares for you and me. He's birthed in the world. That shows His care for us. Amen? And His death on the cross also shows how much He loves for us. He doesn't want us to suffer because of our sins. He doesn't want us to perish because of our sins. Because He cares. He, he was born in the world and He died on the cross. Because He died on the cross, He was born to die. Because He cares. He cares for you and me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So friends, some comfort that we can learn and take away from today. I believe that Joseph and me were ideal partners, a special partners. They were a chosen couple from the Lord, from the Lord <coughs> to bring out the Savior of the world. God doesn't just choose people randomly. There was something really special about it. If Joseph and Mary can even go through issues, like, you know, you and I can go through them even more so. So we can be very comforted from this. We're happy if we leave, see people going through difficulties, but we're, we're not happy when we see people who are happy. If we're going through struggles ourselves, I don't like it, but when we see someone else going through struggles, we feel, oh, I feel confident, oh. It feels good. It's not just me. Oh, I've got a friend over here. It should be the opposite though. Yeah, is that right? It's weird that we're like that, isn't it? What happens is that when we see other people suffering, we're happy. If me and Joseph can go through issues, even more so you and I can go through them. It doesn't depend on the sheer of holiness or anything like that. Even if, you know, in the eyes of the Lord, you have a holy life, it doesn't mean that we're going to be free from issues or problems in our life. <laughs> I don't mean that you shouldn't try and have a holy life. This is what I mean. Don't rely on having a holy life to think that you're never going to have any issues in life. The holiness in our life hasn't, isn't going to guarantee that we're not going to go through any issues in life. Even if you live holy or you live good, our life is not going to be free from problems. Do you get what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't live a holy life, no. 
because the Lord sees. He sees our problems as a part of His love for us. A part of His grace, which has been given to us, which has been given to make us a life more beautiful, full of flowers. That's the aim. That's the purpose of it. Because of that, this way he always allows these issues to go on in our life. Try to imagine. You like to watch movies, right, friends? Imagine a film that's like in the beginning it's very smooth, like a you know love, like a romantic film or a drama, and they meet at school. Oh, the ones, you know, hands and ones really beautiful, and they fall in love. After they fall in love, they get married, and after they get married, they they have a successful life. They have successful business people, and their kids are good looking, and then they got, and they get old, and then they die. No, the film it doesn't have the you know that moment in it. You're probably gonna just sleep watching that movie. But what if the film is different? When they when they going through the dating time, that you know the third person comes in, the third wheel comes in. And there's a love triangle. <coughs> and you're still gonna you're gonna have that challenge of oh how does it go? How's the next bit? <laughs> That's right, right? All the Korean films are like that, right? <laughs> the directors of films are very clever. And they always do it. It's always changing, always alternating. So after this issue finishes, the next one comes in. And then one, one issue hasn't finished, but then the next person will come in. Well, why do I do that? Because it makes this drama even more interesting, makes it really good. You don't, you don't feel sad watching, spending your time watching these TV series, right? You don't even, you don't even cook for your husband just so that you can watch the film, right? Why? Because there's variations in it. It's got real value to it. Because imagine if the drama was just smooth and and the TV series, it doesn't you don't even need the series because the storyline is so so smooth and nothing happens in it. But because there's variation in it, it goes up and down. It's got valleys. It's got it's got ups and downs in it. You'd be very happy watching it. How many of us feel unhappy watching a movie because we don't have a happy ending? We want out. We want our hero to win, but then at the end of the film, the hero dies. Oh, we don't like that feeling. Our life is also like that. If everything's smooth, there's no storyline to our lives. We better tell any stories to your children or to your grandchildren about the variations that happen in your life. You won't be able to tell stories. But if your life's full of problems and issues, you, you go through problems time and time again, you have many stories to tell. Together with God, who cares for you and me. A life will be full of variations, and full of flowers, full of stories. 
And those, the value, the points of that stays events together with in that process of God. You can give this over to your children. You can pass them on to your children. It's very important, important points of that, that so that they can learn from these. So your children can learn from the experience that you've already had in life. You need to know. If parents only pass on money to their children, you know, your money, your property, it's going gonna, it's gonna to run out. But if children can pass on their faith, if, if parents can pass on their faith, which has risen out of a process of problems and issues that they've gone through in life, your inheritance will never run out, it will never disappear because it's going to it's going to come into the mind and the thoughts of your children and your grandchildren and it's going to continue to be told even though the version will be different but those points those main points of being together with God that's going to be passed on from generation to generation yesterday in our leadership training we made a case study and I and I asked the participants who came to the training I asked what, because it has influenced your life. Who has who has most influenced your life to cause you to change? And most of them said, "My dad." Because why? Because children always remember what their parents tell them. Is that right? Because us as parents, we need to be really careful. Whatever we what is it that we pass on to our children, that's really important. If you're passing on that year, then you hit your wife. They're gonna also, they're also gonna hit. There's so many families that have domestic violence because, you know, the parents about them also give examples of giving violence, and so the children just follow. But children are going to observe what is told by their parents. The mother and father are the actor and actresses that the children imitate. This is what's going to be passed and continually. So often, so often what we do to our children is often what we have experienced from our parents. So we need to be very careful. So friends, so when we have issues, problems, often we want those problems just to be taken away from the, by the Lord. Uh, if it could be, we don't want to be able to hold those problems anymore. We just want to be free from them. But I'm very thankful with this birth of Jesus. Because we can learn that God doesn't just take away our issues. He lets them happen. What's the proof for me? I continues to be pregnant. Even though Joseph was afraid it was going to be a real disgrace. Even though they would have been suffering. But Mary and Joseph, they went through a very similar process because it was going to be disgraceful. For the Jewish, it was very disgraceful. Because not everyone believed that that, that that baby was from the Holy Spirit. Because the proof is that even now, like, not everyone believes that Jesus is the Messiah. So in other words, 
Joseph and Mary continue to go through the same issue. They continue to face the same problem, same risk to get bad what to be talked about badly by other people. There's issues in life. God doesn't always take them away from us. But one thing is changed by God. It's our attitudes towards facing these issues. When the angel let, met with Joseph in a dream, and he said, Joseph, you won't be afraid. Take Mary as your wife, because the child in her womb is from the Holy Spirit. And when that happened, Joseph changed. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid anymore facing this problem. He didn't have any more thoughts about Mary of wanting to divorce her. But he was available. He surrendered and he accepted this problem that was facing. He was obedient through this process. Right until Jesus was born, he was, he was obedient. He continued to take Mary as his wife and he didn't divorce her. He was given strength in facing these problems. And I believe, friends, that sometimes God does take these problems away from us, but sometimes He doesn't allow them to continue to happen in our life. But our attitude and our paradigm, the way that we face issues, that's what we change by God. Our strength in facing problems, that's what God increases in our life. So that we're no longer afraid to face our issues. Same as Joseph. And the way that he faces problems with perseverance and determination. God doesn't take over our problems, but he, does, he lets them happen. But our character is changed by the Lord. So that we can focus on our, so that we don't focus on our problems, so that we focus on the Lord who who has let these problems happen. One time we need someone who makes himself holy and they live a holy life, they live on a high mountain and day and night they pray and they want to make themselves really holy and then God talks to this person if you want to make yourself holy you need to go down the mountain you need to go down to the village down here and you need to meet with the farmers down there and then this person did what the Lord said and he went down the mountain he met with this farmer that the Lord said he observed this farmer. Before the farmer went out, he would pray. And when he would eat lunch, he would pray. And in the afternoon, when he finished doing his work, he would pray. And the person saw in his heart, Lord, why is it me that prays night and day? And I made myself holy. Why is it me I need to? Why are you telling me I need to learn from this farmer that only prays three times a day? And then the Lord said to him, Fill your glasses full of water, and then bring your glass around the whole village. 
they'll make sure that the water doesn't fall out. And this person said, oh, that's easy. I can do that. It's not difficult. And he did that. He did what it's got time to do. He took the glass. He put the water in it. He went around the village. The water didn't fall out of the glass. He said, okay, God, I did it. And God says, when you took this glass with you around the village, did you remember me? No, he said. Well, God, you told me to concentrate. I had to concentrate on the glass so that the water didn't fall out, didn't come out, because you said it couldn't come out. And the Lord said, no, that's it. Often you just concentrate on your issues. You forget about me. You forget about me, the one that gave you the instructions. You need to pay attention. Look at look at your issues. Yours are the farmers. Whose is heavier? He has to hold these things. He has to, you know, put the rice in the field. The problem says about the, the farmer is bigger than yours, aren't they? I just told you to go around and look after this glass so that the water didn't fall out going around the village. That's all I told you to do. But you didn't remember me. You didn't think of me. So friends, what can we, what can we learn from this story? What's the, what's the moral of the story? Often the issues in our life, it doesn't matter how big or little they are. It, it matters how we concentrate our thoughts. The farmer, even though he had big things going on in his life, he had really heavy workload, but he didn't concentrate on those issues. He always remembered the Lord. Before he worked, he remembered the Lord. When he was having a break, he remembered God. When he finished work, he remembered the Lord. It's different with the, the, the guy on the top of the mountain. Because the Lord told me just to take around this, this glass of water around the village. But his concentration was on the, on the issue, on the task at hand. It wasn't in the Lord. Do you know what I mean? So our lives are often like that. Often your lives, it doesn't matter how big or small they are. But it depends where you concentrate. If your concentration is always on your on your issues and the matters in life, you're never gonna look you're never gonna look at the Lord who actually cares about your issues. But if you remember the Lord, you think of him, then you're gonna be able to pass these, you're gonna get through these issues calmly and and relax and yeah, with determination and perseverance. You're gonna be strong enough to get through them. If you're not going to be patient, you're not going to get through them easily. If your concentration is on the is on the issues and not on not on God who allows those issues to happen, this is the issue. The concentration on who or what that's what's going to determine how strong we are in facing these issues. How able we are to go through these long processes. 
he allows these processes to, to form our characters. Lots of Christians, they, they still haven't got their character forms even though they've gone through these up and down situations because they've been focusing on the problem at hand and not on the Lord. But if our concentration is on the Lord, I believe, I believe that whatever f- issue you're facing in this life, from from the smallest to the biggest things, it's going to really shape your character more and more as you go in the Lord. What's, what's going to make us more humble in the Lord? We need to be aware that we're actually we're not capable. We don't have any strength. We don't have any ability. Actually, we're full of pride. We're full of arrogance. We feel like, oh, I've lived here forever. I don't need anybody. I don't even need the Lord. Because we think we're so strong. We think we're so amazing. But actually, we're very fragile. Whatever we have, we're very limited. We need to remember the Lord who lets all these problems happen in our lives. And I believe that our lives of character will be very formed. We're going to grow, become more mature every day in the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Friends, I believe. If the Lord is letting an issue, a problem happen in your life, whatever that problem is, It's never going to be able to make us good, feel down. Tell, tell the person on your left and right, hey, hey, whatever the issues you're going in your life, it's never going to make you down. Whatever the problem is that you're going through, however heavy or light it is, whatever you're going through, never going to make you feel down. Why? Tell the person next to you because God cares for you and me. And for those of you that complain, you've got to stop complaining. you got to stop whinging. Because you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow more mature through this issues. You're not going to grow more mature in the Lord. But the Lord wants us to grow. He wants us to grow more mature in Him. So stop complaining, stop whinging. Because <laughs> whinging, it shows that our concentration is on the issue, not on the Lord. Amen. So starting today, I don't know if you guys complain or not, but if someone here complains about problems, you need to stop doing that today. Because problems is that today. You need to start by looking to the looking above. Look to the Lord and be thankful. Lord, thank you. I'm going to be concentrating my life on you because I believe that you care for me. Amen? Lord, you care for me. Lord cares for you and me. Let's take advantage of every problem that the Lord allows to happen in our lives. 
to make us more mature in Him. Amen. No matter how nice it is for a child, you know, it's going to be even better for an adult. I believe that we're going to be willing to pass on what the Lord has given us in our, in our adulthood. We're still in the Lord's, we're still in the Lord's guidance. I hope that today, I'm not going to keep going on with sermon, but I hope that we understand that the Lord's birth and that He cares for you and me. He cares for you and me. Don't be hesitant. Don't, don't doubt that He cares for you. Don't think that the issues in your life can make his care for you disappear in your life. No, that doesn't true. The Lord loves us. Tell him to your left and your right. God loves you. He cares for you and me. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's pray.